Daryl Wong. Nick Nozera. What's happening, man? Hanging out? Two weeks later, Fast X, how does it feel? Thought a lot about it today, actually, as I was watching this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to place it all into context, you know? I think Mm -hmm. there's some, there's definitely some source material. There's something about watching the old movies that, um, yeah, you can tell where, you can tell the origin of these characters, and then as you watch the new stuff, you can see how it's transformed. I mean, that's always fun. Yeah, Yeah. better, (laughs) sometimes worse. Um, Yeah, I want to see Fast X again. I don't have like a list together in my head. I want to see Fast X again before I start ranking things. I think that's coming though. Next cycles, like we're gonna rank. We're gonna see where it fits in the picture. Yeah. My gut is like. My gut is like middle high. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, like high middle of the pack. I've only, yeah, I mean, I only saw You're Fast like X. number one, the, maybe. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like one or two. It's like one or two, dude. The main reason for that is, like, Vin Diesel's acting prowess, as He's demonstrated in Fast in X, has, like, <laughs> truly exceeded mm-hmm. all expectations. Yeah. And for me, that that might deserve a top spot. And I don't know. It's like I, I started doing a little bit of ranking today. I might like. It's up I might there just for like. You. It's like it might be. It might be number one. Maybe it's in the top somewhere. <laughs> it might be in the top somewhere. But it's it. almost like for everything else, I almost like them. Straight through, two, mm. three, four, five, six. Live in the middle. Seven, mm. eight, nine, are at the end. I might like them in these order that they're presented to me. <laughs> You're like, the best was the first, and then it's downhill from there. Yeah. And, I mean, it goes back to the source material piece of it. It's like every time they make one of these new movies, they just watch the other ones, and they use a little bit from everything. And, you know. Yeah. This is, by the way, No One Likes the Tune Podcast, the world's premier dedicated Fast and Furious podcast. My name is Nick Nocera. And I'm Daryl Wong. Um, We're going to find out maybe next cycle when we watch Fast X again. And... I'm going to try to get Jay Feldmar back on mm-hmm. to talk about Fast X because she, I think we were her introduction. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we were her introduction. She may have seen one and then she jumped straight to nine when we had her on last time. And mm-hmm. uh, so we'll see how she feels about X. A um, little bit of news to take care of. Do you heard about this news? What are we talking about? Clearly, this was the deal. The Rock is going to have another Hobbs spinoff. What? Not <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw 2. Oh, okay. So continuing the Luke Hobbs DDS officer The Luke character. Hobbs alternate universe character. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, no Shaw's around? Hobbs. No Shaw. Mm-hmm. I don't know where Shaw is. Maybe Statham is like, I'm over The Rock too. What if Hattie shows up in this Hobbs universe? Would love it. <laughs> Necessary, almost. Right? Yeah. Give Vanessa Kirby a payday, please. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. Maybe they'll pair him with somebody else. Maybe they won't. Maybe it'll just be Agent Luke Hobbs busting through concrete walls. Yeah. The Rock Maybe, show. Like, I was thinking about who they could bring in. 
and watching. You know how they brought in. Um, I don't, and I'm very sorry. I don't remember the character's name from Five. They brought him back for Fast X, the sort of Brazilian street racer who mm-hmm. is friends with. Yeah. Do you know the character? Yes. I don't know his name. <sighs> I think I wrote it down for last week. I don't remember though. Yeah. You're cool. Um. But if like I was like look, watching four, which is the movie we watched this week, I was like, who could they? Who Di- could they? Diogo thinking, is his name. Diego. Diogo. Diogo. I think it's Diogo. Oh, that's I read it cool. down as Diogo. So he's in five, comes back for X. I was like, could they do a similar thing? Could they do like Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Dwight kind of situation? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dwight has done nothing wrong other than be a little creepy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know. He's he's out there, you know. He's just he's out there. He's being himself. That's Papa okay. Dwight, you know. Yeah, Papa Dwight. Papa, Papa Dwight. Dwight. <laughs> also, you know, I mean, has it been established that Luke Agent Luke Hobbs only has one daughter, or does he have multiple? Ooh, offspring. Children. So it could children. be like a Hobbs and kids type situation. <laughs> kids. Fun for the family. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Fast if, and family. Yep. Maybe, yeah, maybe one of his daughters becomes of driving age and he has to go and teach her how to drive. She starts putting that car sideways like, whoa, 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 whoa. We're going to need to bring in Uncle Dom before you start doing any of this funny business. I suspect Vin Diesel will have absolutely nothing to do. I mean, he'll get a producer credit, but he will have nothing to do with the new Hobbs spinoff. Even if he's presented in incredible light, just a, a, a further glorification <laughs> yeah, of the I mean, Toretto persona. Yeah. In my mind, he's like. In my mind, he's. This was the deal, like to get the Rock back for, whatever it is, mm-hmm. Fast X. If it's more, if it's Fast X Part Two, sure. But to mm-hmm. get him to be involved, it was like okay, we need to green light a new spinoff. Because Black Adam didn't really work out for you. Right. You know? I was like, okay, sure. I don't hate that. Like, I don't hate that bargain. And obviously, I will go see whatever Hobbs spinoff comes about. Mm-hmm. But I'm not that interested. Yeah. I think Hattie needs to be there. Um, you might bring his brother, Jonah. Owen? Jonah. Oh, Jonah. His brother. Bring his Jonah. brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, for sure. That sounds great. Um, you got a mastermind. about right? Owen Shaw. The yeah. other brother. No. Yeah, you got Jonah. Jonah will take the place of the, uh, you know, tech guru. He's the, he's the Tej of the Hobbes universe. Just, you know. Yeah. Putting stuff together. That's not you got a bad some, idea. You've got some components there you can yeah, work with. Yeah, there's components. You could real do a real family style, you know? I, mm-hmm. I'm not opposed to that. And then get the daughter involved. So it's like a whole Hobbs, you know, Hobbs and Hobbs and Hobbs. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not opposed to that. Yeah. How was your watch through of Fast Ampersand Furious this week? Uh, it was good. I mean, like I said, I like the, I like the reference material. I was trying to remember the conversation that Han and Dom have in Fast X because they talk about, you know, the DR days. Yeah. I don't remember what they were talking about, but it was a nice sort of tie back. Um, I was remembering that Tago and Omar don't make it into X. Yeah, they don't, don't see at them, all. right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the last time we see them is what? At 
I think it's, is it just in five where they're driving the dump truck? Six, right? Do we see them in six? As part of the New York? No, that's that new guy. That's oh yeah, Fate is the new guy from the from Puerto Rico. He comes and helps them. Yeah, he does. Who whose name I also don't. Tego, I feel like there's a bit with Tego and Armor. It's so they're all so mushy in my head. Yeah, I feel like there's a bit with Tego and Omar where it's like I got a little help from some friends, and it's like yeah. shows a quick shot of Tego and Omar doing something. Mm-hmm. Can't remember though. Okay, well, yeah, it was nice to tie that back together. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think the the older I get the greater appreciation I have for the on-screen foot race. All right? Just the hustling of Oh, yeah. Brian through LA. Is this the only one? Really? Uh, like chase. I mean, five. Fast 5, you have the rock chasing Dom and everybody. Letty Brian across through the, the through the, yeah, through the yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. It's a right. serious foot race. They should bring it back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're all f- too old. Even though they pretend they're all 30, they're all 50 years old and are not, like, doing it anymore, right? Uh But it would be nice to, like, a little chase scene through the, you know, through apartments or whatever. It was great. It was great in this movie. Yeah, I think, you know, I think Vin is ready, right? We've been talking a lot of, I've been talking a lot of smack about how he runs a little funny, his acting's no good. But based on his pure acting demonstration in Fast X, you know, maybe he's got... Maybe he's got running as part of his uh, entire training regimen, and he could sustain a. I doubt know, it, but a hero, <laughs> a hero chase scene over here. Yeah, I think it would be okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, be good. Chase scene. I'm trying to think of like the last chase scene there is in these movies. Hmm. Not a ton. Uh, I guess in six. There, the subways. Yes, in the subways. There's that chase scene in the subways. Yeah. Which I don't think of as much as a chase scene because I guess the Michelle and um, Gina Carano bit is chase. Is it a nice mm-hmm. chase? Yeah. But the um, the Tyrese and Han and whoever the other guy is, mm-hmm. that just sort of ends in like the chase ends pretty quickly and they start fighting. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a mobile combat scene more than a chase scene. Yeah, but you know. It's okay. It's there. Anyway, um, in the the FBI chief, bureau chief, mm-hmm. whatever, says when they're talking about Campos, like introducing it, he's like, the last two agents we sent to infiltrate his organization came back in body bags. Mm. We don't even have a picture of this guy. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Let's hold the phone for a second. First of all. <laughs> If you send an agent undercover into an order, an agent, an FBI agent, you don't have, it's not, this isn't, isn't a CI type situation, right? Mm-hmm. Where you sort of turn somebody and have them, you know, give you info. This is, you have an agent mm-hmm. who you're introducing to the campus organization, infiltrating their organization to give you information. Okay. And that person ends up dead. That's bad. First of all, bad. Bad mm-hmm. FBI job. And then, I'm sorry, you telling me you did it again? Where 
first of all, you were able to get another person into the campus organization. Mm -hmm. That person got found out and then also killed and came back in a bad. And then this is your third time doing basically the same thing. It's crazy. (gasps) Okay. So, I mean, are we meant to assume that they they keep infiltrating in the same way that they're sending like... Uh, incapable street racers to go and drive for... Well, they did send Letty into the organization and she did come back in body bags. Exactly. They do have a weird habit of just killing the drivers (laughs) that they use that infiltrate their organization. So I guess it's not that, like, crazy that they're getting killed. Mm -hmm. It's It's not necessarily that they're, like, agents who are slipping up, you know, and then, um... And then they're getting killed because they messed up. But it could just be like because Campos is so ruthless or whatever, right? Yeah. If that's the case, though, they shouldn't have needed any of the um, the uh, the park stuff. Like they should have already known that that's how you get in with. Yeah, they are Campos. heaven in somehow. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that is. Yeah, you're totally right. You're totally right about that. That doesn't make right? any sense. You've already sent guys through this. You've already sent them to the race. Also, have somebody take a picture and send it to you. You know what I mean? Like, I feel in, like in 2009, they have mm-hmm. at least a flip phone with a camera on it. Yeah. That they could take a picture of, you know. Well, everybody knows Camp. Maybe that's the whole thing. His, uh, his thing. double he, identity is so good. And he's not Braga. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Checks out. Checks out. I just don't think it, the FBI is very good at their job. You know? Mm-hmm. That's why they needed, you know, wolves to catch wolves. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's why they needed wolves to catch wolves. Fair enough. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Hey, you got me there. You yeah. got me there. They needed wolves to catch wolves. <laughs> um, watching this movie sort of after Facts X, especially, there's a part in the beginning of this, or, sorry, in the middle of this movie where they go to the diner where Brian and Mia go to the diner. It's like, oh my God, a scene mm-hmm. with Jordana Brewster in it. Yeah. It's like, is it's not a great scene, you know? It's not the best scene. She's not the best in it, but mm-hmm. it's a scene and she has stuff to say in it. I feel like Fast X, you see her for two seconds. Then she's replaced with a stunt double for an action sequence in which she beats up a bunch of like, you know... Um, organization, you know, what's it called? What's that organization? What do they call it? Mm, not the program. Are they the syndicate? What no, are they called? It's not the <laughs> That's syndicate. not the syndicate. Mission Impossible. Yeah, the agency. The agency. Thank you. She beats up a bunch of agency dudes. And then she's out of the movie for the most right. part, right? So it's like, maybe give her a scene in that movie. Mm-hmm. She has a scene in this movie. She's good. She's not yeah. great, but she's good. You know, she's doing I something. I can see the I can see the difficulty in that though. It's right. Like I feel like the more you put Mia in, the more you wonder about where Brian is. It's totally the problem that they have. One hundred and ten percent. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, where's Jack and Brian? Oh, they're mm-hmm. on vacation. We, no, we're not. We, <laughs> we can't. We promised we wouldn't yeah. call them. Yeah, they went to his dad and son trip to Disney World. Like, and we really promised we weren't gonna. <laughs> 
We exactly. Were, we were, <laughs> we're all on the verge of, uh, you know, world destruction over mm-hmm. here. But, you know, yeah, Brian, we promised him. We promised him. We promised. We did. We pinky promised. So. Mm-hmm. That's all. I mean, you know, and um, I'd like to see Jordana in it. So find some way to get Jordana back in it. And if that means you have to computer face Brian O'Connor, <laughs> you know, like Paul Walker, and have him, like, uh-huh. computer face smooch Jordana Brewster. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. Uh-huh. Or, you know, I mean, as... Um, as the baby sort of grows up, then just show, just shoot everything real low at baby level. And then oh, you can that's show, you can represent only Brian torso O'Connor. only. Exactly. Yeah. From the kneecap down and then, you know, I'll tell there. you one thing. A crazy fact I learned the other day. Did you know that by a ki- time a kid is two to two and a half years old, they're half the height they will be in their life? Oh, Two to two and a half. I feel like two to two and a half year olds are usually very small. Have you ever well, seen a large? They're bigger than you think. Yeah. Because they're about half the height that they are. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, when's the last time I saw a three and a half foot two year old? Three and a half feet no. ain't that big is the thing. But that's, <laughs> you're talking three and a half feet. That means the person's going to be seven feet tall. But I'm saying like. You know, if you're going to be five eight, mm-hmm. what do you need to be to be five eight? You need to be two foot ten mm-hmm. by the time you're two and a half or whatever. That's mm, not impossible. Interesting. Is there anything you can do throughout your life to uh, increase your total? Like stretch yourself out. <laughs> yeah, to increase your total <laughs> like height accomplishment. I don't know. I used to yeah. think about that when I would go to the pediatrician. He would give me that little graph. He's like, all right, dude, you're going to be six foot two. I was like, yes. Yeah, six foot two. Is good. Are you actually six foot two? Have no. Have we talked I'm like, about this? I'm like five, nine and three quarters. I wear, I like to wear a Nike Air Max shoe that puts me a little bit over five ten. But wow. slim, slim build helps with the uh, illusion of height, but I'm not very tall. Also, vertical hairstyle that also helps. That helps for sure. You got a couple inches up there on the top. Yeah, definitely, definitely helps. Yeah, and good posture also goes a long way. I am six foot two. Mm -hmm. I am six foot like one and three quarters, but I tell everybody I'm six foot two. That counts. It counts. I'm. It counts. It like legitimately counts. Anyway. We don't have to hash it out. I'm very sensitive yeah. about that. Um, what else you got for this uh, FNF? Um, I mean, after being reminded that Giselle is alive in mm. Fast X, mm-hmm. I was paying a little bit more attention to her, the introduction of her character in this movie, and her accent is much stronger than I remember. Yeah, and I think it true. definitely faded. I think it fades. Throughout the next three movies. I think you're totally right. Yeah. But. I wonder why. You think, wait, all right. Uh, yeah, so I you think, think she's that's just how spent she... a lot of time making American movies, basically. And like ah, being so around think... American crews. Yeah. So do you think that that's closer to her natural voice in Fast 4? And that she has kind of like adopted more of an American accent? Or do you think she was 
Like, you know, do you think acting. she was doing kind of like, is she, okay, question. Is she playing, this is the real question. I, I <laughs> think you're driving at, but we're circling around. Is she playing a Latino person in this movie? Oh. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> um, all right, hold on. She says, vaya con Dios all the time. And all the what, time. Like, and what language Her name is, is Giselle, the name uh-huh. of a very famous like Latina uh, supermodel. <laughs> ah. So that I mean, is that Spanish? I think so. Brazilian? Is it Portuguese? Mm. Oh, we stink at this, don't we? <laughs> I think this is important. I think they. I think she says think enough times in these movies where she's. That's supposed to be like a big clue in terms of. It is Spanish. Okay. Translates to "Go with God." Okay. I don't know. I mean, I think maybe yes is the answer. Like it's two thousand nine. <laughs> I'm a casting director. You know what I mean? So okay. Like, so uh, she's this Israeli accent sounds kind of close. You know, it's like they didn't like care that much. Uh-huh. I feel like. Oh, interesting. So she's supposed to be acting Spanish, as if she is part of the Campos Braga. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah, gang. I'm right. Cartel? Yeah. Cartel, oh, sure. Oh, interesting. I and think then, it's interesting. And then it, it seems like as she progresses over the next three movies before her... She morphs into it, an Israeli person. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, by six, by the end of six, by the time she dies, she's full Israeli. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> but I do think like that is something... I just think that that, that that happened. I just think that yeah. happened. You know, right. Obviously, right. this series has played sort of fast and loose, but not even fast and loose. They've kept everything so vague, mm-hmm. you know, that it's like anything, you know, it's so, it's just so vague. They, they, and I think to their credit, they're like loath to sort of put somebody in a corner or a box or like tag them with sort of this definite article of culture Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and sometimes it's appropriate, sometimes it's not, but like whatever. Um, yeah, it's just, um, you know, so it's like by the time six rolls around, it's like, yeah, she's she was always she's just like an Israeli person who's hanging out with Camp House, obviously, right? right? Yeah, it's like, oh, I can okay. see that. That's not quite <laughs> like how you made it seem in four, you know, like, <laughs> right, right. You know? I could see. Yeah, it. she I says mean, "Bye, come Dios" because she's hanging around a lot of like Spanish speakers. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. I mean, you know, Fast Family here is designed to be a um, globally inclusive family, and in doing so, they presented their characters with very mixed backgrounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. and backstories. But the thing is, like, the shitty thing is, like, I feel bad for making assumptions a lot of the time when the movie's like clearly like. Here you go. Here's like a mm-hmm. Spanish person. And then you're like, oh, okay. And then two movies later, they're like, no, they're obviously like Israeli. Per- what are you talking about? <laughs> like- <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> I've, been, I've sort of exhausted my knowledge on 
whatever the movie is trying to do in this regard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe it was a tamper. My thought, though, on the accent front is like, I think, I feel like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe she was doing something for this movie specifically. Mm-hmm. But it does feel like her accent in general has gotten less and less over the, not just Fast and Furious, but like all of her movies. Right. And I think that's a product of like her just hanging out with native English speakers, Americanized English speakers a lot more. Mm-hmm. And like speaking and doing, you know, you know, basically. So, yeah, I think that checked out across like the Wonder Woman movies and stuff. Yeah. Very faint. Has she been in any other movies but those and this one? Like, um, what's she up to? She, uh, she's oh, in Red those, Notice. Uh, Red Notice movies. movies. Of course. How could yeah. we forget the unforgettable <laughs> film called Red Notice? And Red Notice 2. There are two. It's coming. Sequel. We're going to yeah. have to watch it, I think. Yeah. I think we're unfortunately going to have to cover it. Um, that's a bummer. More yeah. eggs. Maybe they'll have more eggs for us to mm. find, you know? It'll be really fun. Um, what else I got? I just like this movie, basically. Mm. I don't know. I think we put it towards the top of our list on the last time we did the rankings. I'd say it's like up there. I don't know if it's hitting number one for me at this moment in time. Mm-hmm. Just watching them in this order always, you know, um, does something. But I, I, I do think like, I do think it's good. And like when Brian, when they're talking about the cars and it's like this insane line of like a Nissan 240Z with an illegal mod, it's like, wait, <laughs> stop. That's that something I would drive. Like, yeah, great, whatever. And then when they're talking about, he's like, that one, okay, that one, that one, that one. <laughs> and she's like, which one do you want? He's like, I want them all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just think, like, I'm, I, I, when I watched it this week, I was like, yeah, we're cooking. This is That's a movie, right. baby. Um, I'm just I love up. that. I love that, yeah. but Brian O'Connor, I think that's something that carries from original, yeah, The Fast and Too Fast and all the way into this movie. You know, they paint a, you know, they paint a great picture of Brian O'Connor as a street racer who happens to be employed as an undercover cop. It makes me miss Brian quite a bit, mm-hmm. to be perfectly frank with you. Yeah. Quite. Quite a bit. We haven't seen him in a while, right? Mm hmm. Because we did X, and then before X, we did eight, and we did three, mm-hmm. and we did nine. So, yeah, we have, I mean, it's been a few weeks since we saw him, and having him back was really incredible. And I miss Paul Walker very much, and we talk about that all the time, but it's still true. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I'm trying to like look at what Gal Gadot got going on. What Gadot got? <laughs> uh, Anything in the mix? Anything coming up? Uh, I mean, okay, so Death on the Nile, which is unfortunately that movie really gets singing when she her character dies like an hour in the movie. <laughs> that movie kind of stinks. I'm like a sucker for a Brana movie. That movie kind of stinks. 
And clearly, like, Gal Gadot's, like, the biggest star they have. And so, like, clearly the studio's like, you have to stretch the part with Gal Gadot in it because, mm -hmm. like, we need her to be in this movie. And, like, but... It, and so she's in it for, like, an hour, and you're just, like... You're just like, oh, okay. And then, like, she gets... She's a murderer. She's a spoiler alert for that movie. Like, yeah. Is that related to that uh, one, one on the train? People get totally. It's like a direct yeah. sequel. Got it. Yeah. Um, I mean, kind of. It, the only through character is Brana's character. Um, you know, inspector or whatever. Mm -hmm. So she, like, is the murder victim. And then once the movie... Once she gets murdered, like, the movie's, like, cooking. It's like, you know what I mean? He starts <laughs> doing his thing. It's like, it's good. So that's a bummer for her. Mm -hmm. Red Notice. She was uncredited in Shazam! Fury of the Gods, a movie I did not see. Um, Red Notice sequel. Wonder Woman 3. Oh, there's this Cleopatra movie that will never happen, probably. Uh-huh. Uh, and... Yeah. I don't know. Untitled Hedy Lamar Project. I don't even know what that is. It's a TV show. Hmm. Great. I mean, no is the answer. She don't, I mean, but she, she doesn't need to have things coming up because she got red notice right. too coming up. So. That's right. <laughs> She's all set. No problem. Mm -hmm. um, all right. Anything else before we do a couple shout outs? Uh, I think that's a wrap. I yeah. think that's a wrap on me. Okay. Um, we have a little segment, which we haven't done in a while, called Shout Outs. Shout Outs. Um, we, these movies have a lot of product placements, so we decided to have some product placements. Just talk about a couple of like, brands or things or people or places that we're using or upset with in our life. So um, I have a shout out, and my shout out sort of falls into a specific category of shout out that we've talked about before, which is... The uh, no one likes the tuna family values, okay? <laughs> yes. There's nice. some certain rules and ethical codes that we abide. You know, every man's got to have a code, right? <laughs> so. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, to back up a little bit, I think this movie is when they establish the concept of the code. Oh, the code. Yeah. Oh, of course. I know. Brian this is very is like, code. Yeah. What's your code, Brian? Working on it. <laughs> Working on it. <laughs> and the code morphs, you know. Into Super Family, which yeah, is of course. what the movies circle around today. And but turning in... the hearts of villains worldwide. Exactly. <laughs> but between 4, 5, and 6, it's about the code. It's about the code. Absolutely. Right. Um, so, you know, we thought we would develop a code. We're working on our own code, you know, working on it, you know. <laughs> and do we ever think we're the bad guy pretending to be a good, good guy? <laughs> Every day. <laughs> 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 okay, so a couple, just to remind people, things that um, we believe in on the podcast. Be on time for the Uber. <laughs> okay? That's one thing we uh -huh. believe in. Yeah. Be on time for the Uber. He's coming to pick you up. Or she. Coming to pick you up. Right. Be outside. Be waiting. All right? I, I like know you have one. a two-minute window, <laughs> but... But, you know, don't, let's not stretch it out, okay? Let's yeah. get in the you Uber. Might, you might need to use some of that two-minute window to walk to another place. I mean, the, Absolutely. the app is pretty good, but you should be out there already. And they make it very easy. If you're not ready, don't order the car. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel about it. 
barber loyalty. If you, you pick a barber and stick with that barber until they or you die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. And if the barber stinks, kind of too bad. You're stuck with them. <laughs> okay. We believe in barber loyalty on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the third thing, I want to introduce a third thing, which is more of a code. I guess it's a code for me. It's just like a good, it's a thing to abide, pay attention to, I guess. Okay. I don't know. I went to the movie theater the other day. I saw a movie called Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. It was nice. not very good, but that's ah. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to Taco Bell beforehand, a place I love to eat because it's right next to the theater, and I love Taco Bell. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, they have their fountain lined up. You know, you order, you get a cup for the fountain, you go okay. to the fountain, you fill up your cup, right? They have a sign on the fountain machine that says, no free refills. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, What? What are so you part, about? <laughs> part of this code, part of our code is if your fountain soda machine is outside the service area, right? that means free refill. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. If I had to serve myself the first time, I will continue to I serve myself. I will continue myself to serve myself I... as many times as I please. <laughs> Unless you're hopping over the counter to come tackle me, That's I'm right. filling it up again. <laughs> okay. I believe in this to my core. If you want me to not refill my soda, put the fountain behind the, in in the service area. Mm -hmm. I believe in that. Yeah. You know? So that's just an addition to our code, sort of a work in progress. (laughs) I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm serving myself, I will continue to serve myself for until I can't. It's, no more. it's the implicit yeah. agreement. It's a social contract that we have between us and the government of Taco Bell. <laughs> okay. Whenever I'm in, whenever I'm in that situation, for some reason, I always serve myself a Sprite. So I serve Sprite. I take yeah. the, I drink half of it until I like physically can't take any more. Go for the big refill. Drink all of that, and then I might go to something like a lemonade. I'll go Sprite to a Ooh. lemonade, which seems nice. like a nice little combination of things. And then, I always get. A small drink. Mm-hmm. And not for the purpose of, like, refilling a hundred times. But just for purposes, I don't want that much soda with my meal all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't need a giant big gulp or whatever. I need a small drink. And sometimes I'm eating a particularly salty taco. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I need just a little bit more. And so yeah. I'm just going to dip back to the fountain that's right to the left of me and fill mm-hmm. it up again. Yeah. That's it. And there's an there's an ice balance factor as well. I'm very sensitive of my drink to ice oh, balance because yeah. you know ice melts and it's a there's there's never a sweet spot, but it's my job to maintain as close to the sweet spot as possible. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. No, 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 I know it's hard to do though because like, yeah, you don't want too little that it's just a couple floating at the top and it just tastes mm-hmm. like sort of watery syrup. But then you also don't want too much where all you get You have to like keep going back all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got to keep going back all the time. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, but Very let me good. manage that is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah. All right. I like that one. I think cool. I'm, I'm, I'm pro all three of the, of the uh, no one likes to tune the podcast family values here. Okay. <laughs> Appreciate it. Appreciate it. If you have any in the subsequent weeks or years, you throw them out. <laughs> 
All right. <laughs> will do. Will do. Um, what am I giving a shout out to? I mean, I've been traveling a little bit recently. Yeah. And one of the items that I picked up for myself. Where'd you go? So Hawaii? We, I went to Hawaii and I was in Massachusetts last weekend. Nice. We did back-to-back weddings. Wow. Yep. Yep. Very fun. Uh, one of the things that I purchased for myself to make all these trips possible was a new carry-on luggage. Ooh. And Jess went through the um, work of finding the fanciest one that she could find and purchased that one. I purchased the Target equivalent. Very nice. You saw for... exactly yeah, one third of the price. <laughs> for one third of the cost. <laughs> <laughs> so uh-huh. I, yeah, I've always wanted, I mean, not always wanted, but I've recently found that I would, I want a, like a, not the biggest, not the maximum size carry on that you can have, but the one size down from that. And yeah. not the baby, not the baby carry on that you can only, right. that it can't carry much, the medium in between. So I want one of those. Hard shell outside with four nice. wheels on the bottom. Oh, very pretty clutch. Pretty clutch. Exactly. So you need the four wheels. My previous suitcase was, you know, maximum capacity, two wheels, which, you know, not very cool. All right. It yeah. means you're carrying too much stuff. So this was the perfect size. I was looking for it. I ended up getting the Target version. They just call it the, the hard side luggage. It costs like 90 bucks on a... On a day, seventy bucks if you can get it on discount. And no. this thing, I believe they rocked. call those in the industry. They call them dupes, dupes? duplicates. Oh. Where it's like there's a fancy, popular, fancy brand something, uh-huh. and then there is a Target equivalent. Yeah, <laughs> right. This Go. thing, this thing rules though. It comes in great colors. It does nice. exactly the same thing as the three hundred dollar version. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. So it was perfect. It did its job. And it looked great along the way. And Target makes great stuff, you know. It's not branded at product. all. And I'm very satisfied with my purchase. So good. And the four and the four wheel rolly is just super. I clutch. know, it's very clutch. Sorry, my printer decided to freak out again. <laughs> I knew it was gonna happen. And yeah. I couldn't I could do I could do nothing to stop it. Kind of like that dam exploding on the end of Fast X. That's sort of what my printer's like. <laughs> um, I'm pro. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I'll tell you what I do now. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't do. I, I do a carry on. Yeah, but it's so. It's very minimal. It's very very minimal. Mm-hmm. My carry on is a one small book, maybe mm-hmm. a Nintendo Switch. Nice. Which I'm a, a big fan of at this point wow. in time. Hmm. Um, I almost exclusively use the Switch on airplanes. It's the ultimate cool. airplane device. Um, a book, a Switch, maybe a toothbrush, AirPods. That's it. Uh-huh. That's the wow. whole thing. So I take a very little bag that's like this big, uh-huh. you know, People at home, they can't see where I'm holding my fingers, but it's small. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I check everything else. It makes uh-huh. my life like way, like I'm, I understand they could lose my bags and I would be a little bit screwed. Right. It's a risk I'm willing to take 
for the comfort and ease of walking through the airport and through the plane and through like and de- boarding, deboarding, getting in and out of my seat mm-hmm. without having to deal with like my bag. Yeah. I hate dealing with the bag. Even a carry-on the size you're describing. I'm just like, I don't want to lug it around. I don't want to go piss with it next to me. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to do all the stuff you got to do in the airport. I just right. want these three items. I'm going to bring them in a bag on the plane. That's it. Nice. Yeah. Plus, you know, based on where you live, every trip is far. Every yeah. trip is far. You have to bring some stuff to you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, if you want to take a trip to talk to us, you can email us at no one likes the tuna podcast at gmail.com. We are on Instagram, no one likes the tuna podcast on Instagram. Um, we don't have a Patreon anymore. It's toast. R.I.P. And uh, what else happened? You know, rate and review us. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Does that still exist? I think, I think Stitcher's still a thing. It's still you around? You have to pay for Stitcher now. You have to pay for it? I think it's a subscription model. How good could it be? I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't pay for pods. It's what... It's like... It's kind of a rule. I mean, the Patreon thing is like, is if you have an exclusive episode, whatever, like maybe, but I don't mm-hmm. think people should pay for pods. Pods are for the people. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, um, anyway, uh, so that's it. Get in touch. And uh, we will talk to you next time. We are watching Seven. Seven. We're watching Furious Seven. Seven, five, cool. six, and then that's it will it. be. Then we'll wrap it. Very nice. Seven, five, six. It's going to be great. We're not doing any of this bouncing back and forth thing anymore. I, I actually can't keep it straight in my head. It's, it's very difficult. <laughs> it's I very enjoyed, difficult. <laughs> I've enjoyed the watch through. I do like the sequence of it, the, but it's hard to The paperwork out. is impossible. <laughs> <laughs> I think about it every day until our next No, no, no absolutely. Like, like, seven, se- wait, so, okay. Absolutely. All right, man. I'll talk to you in two weeks. Sounds good. Later.